1: Everyone and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations,
2: Not Your Average Perspectives, Not Your Average Black Girls.
1: Hey, not your average black, not your average black girls, not your average black, not your average black girl. See, I got a little, little little Millie Rock with it. Oh my bad, that was a (laughs) That's <laughs> your average black Okay. Like I haven't heard all you right. sing in a while. Shout out to my boy Bobby Schmerda. Um, I don't know why y'all hating on him. By the way, I like his <laughs> dancing, so keep doing what you're doing, Bobby. <laughs> all right, so guys, I'm so excited to be joined by my fellow lovely co-host today. We're here with Jordan, that would be your girl. We've got Dice with us today, as well as Megan, and we have a- another really great topic here to discuss with you all today. We're going to be talking about Missing White Woman Syndrome. So, um, once again, this is going to be one of our more non-traditional episodes, so we're just going to go right into the topic today, hit y'all with the good discussion, that that delicious discussion that you come to get from us every other week. <laughs> so um, yeah, so let's just get right into it. Um, now for a lot of you all who may be like me, um, which is contrary to my fellow co host that I just found out not too long ago. Missing white woman syndrome was a term that I recently um, had just heard of for the first time by Joy Reid. I remember the day she broke the internet after accusing America, America, sorry, of having missing white woman syndrome with relation to the Gabby Petito case. Um, And at the same time, there was another young male of color named Jelani Day who uh, was missing and America had not kind of received the same type of notice in regards to his missing person status, as we had uh, with regard to the updates on the Gabby Petito case. And so she just wanted to point out the, the disparities amongst the um I'll say level of awareness that the media was giving one missing person case as contrary to the other. And so, yeah, so that, that was my first time hearing about it. Um, but what I did come to learn guys was that this term was actually kind of coined back in 2004, by um, another woman of color named Gwen Ifill and then also too it was brought up again in I think like around 2017 with regard to uh, Lacey Peterson and also too they made mention or reference back to Natalie Holloway so before I guess I allow my co-host to kind of hop in and and we really do this discussion um, well I guess I'm gonna just turn it over to them (laughs) so what y'all got just you know out of everything that I've just said.
3: Um, well, I mean, as a, as a avid true crime watcher and a true crime junkie, if you will, I definitely had heard of it as we discussed prior. Um, I heard of missing white woman syndrome. It's it's been a problem for a very long time. Um, I think cases like the Gary Petito case, Natalie Holloway, um, I think one of the commonalities that those cases have is that they're all kind of like similar as far as like the look Of the white woman. So if you are a blonde haired, you know, thin, um, what the average white man would consider attractive or beautiful uh, white woman, then you're going to be put on a platform when it comes to your case. And I'm not saying that just because you are a blonde haired white woman that you shouldn't be covered in the media. (laughs) I'm just saying that there is a pattern there. And it's pretty evident at this point that. If you don't fit a certain look or a certain mold that you're probably not going to get as much news coverage, even if you are white, but if you, if you not, are not deemed attractive, they're probably not going to give you the media attention that they give to other women who they find more attractive.
1: I agree, Dice. Um, I remembered one thing that I wanted to say right before you just made your comment. I did want to give this um kind of disclaimer that everything that we're going to be discussing on this podcast is, is just more so based from our opinion. And it's not to say that we in any way feel as if the families of the women or the cases that we discuss deserve any less justice in finding their missing person than people of color. But we're really here just to place um, an importance on why it is that America and the news media do not see it as a, marketable because ultimately that's what it's really going to boil down to um a, a marketability as far as having people be alert to the case and how you can sensationalize certain missing persons based on their characteristics um, aside from the due justice that's deserved to everyone equally as far as you know being found and their families having that closure just wanted to make that clear
2: yeah um i will say that there's like something to be said though for you know, just kind of how this works, and um, one of the first things that came to mind when we said we were going to talk about this was, you know, that movie um, with Samuel L. Jackson and Matthew McConaughey, um, A Time to Kill. I don't know if y'all have seen it or not, whatever. Anyways, moral of the story, Matthew McConaughey is a lawyer. He's defending Samuel L. Jackson, a man who killed two white men who raped his um, Black daughter. She was a child, and Trying to get him off, trying to say he was, you know, he killed him out of rage, you know, he wasn't in his right mind, yada yada yada. And in the closing argument, Matthew McConaughey, he gets up there, and obviously it's all white jury, it's in the South. Um, and in the closing argument, he gets up there and he tells this story of like, you know, imagine this, imagine that, imagine this. Like he's walking the jury through the day that Samuel L. Jackson's character had and every, all the emotions that he went through of finding his daughter and seeing how they left her and you know just all of his emotions and then at the end he shocks everybody and he says now imagine she's white and all the juror the jurors just start like crying like all the women um and it wasn't until that moment that they connected with what he was saying and what happened to Samuel L. Jackson's character and his family um And that's really the first thing I thought about when we said we were going to talk about this because I was like, you know, even though that was a movie, it just goes to show that like our country kind of has a history of like, for whatever reason, not really being able to relate, not really being able to care um, unless they can kind of put a white face to things. You know what I mean? Like it it is not until and I don't know whose fault it really is, but I I have just noticed that like it's not until um, they feel like it's them that they start caring you know really kind of start giving it a second thought so I think that unfortunately that's one of the reasons why we always see like so much coverage um not just for missing adults who are white women but also like when it comes to missing children um or when it comes to murder cases I mean we they still trying to figure out who killed John Benet, and it's like well damn you know how many black kids is is running around missing or lost or dead and nobody ever like you know did the proper thorough investigation to figure out what happened to them like I I get it it's enticing because you know this child star and she just died suddenly but it's like I think that just goes to show like for whatever reason um there is just not an interest in what happens to black people but the moment that something happens you know to a white woman or a white child it's like oh let's rally together for america and it's like well where is america when all these other people and children are going through it
3: i firmly believe that they know exactly who killed john benet that's a personal opinion but I, i firmly believe they know it Um, But that's a whole nother story. But she still fits into the narrative that I mentioned earlier, even though she is a child, but she still was a blonde haired, I believe blue eyed white girl. Right. So by America's standards, that's like, you know, cream of the crop. Like that's, that's beauty, Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Child or adult that's considered beauty. She would be considered a beautiful child. So I think that's the problem is they have been pushing this, this narrative. I think even, even if you take it really far back, but even in the times of like Marilyn Monroe, you know, like what the fifties, um, I believe Marilyn Monroe was naturally like a redhead or something. I know she wasn't a natural blonde, you know, but she, she bleached her hair to be that, you know? So I think that's kind of where all that stuff comes from is somehow along the line that became the beauty standard. Right. And America still hasn't really gotten away from that. Even though we now know that there are all sorts of people that are beautiful in their own right but it's like there's still for some reason that that blonde hair blue-eyed white woman <laughs> she yeah. she still be at the top i, I don't right. know and right. no shade to any women that look like that like i said i think everybody can be beautiful in their own way but i think we have to consider the fact that we have this this narrative for some reason and it and it clouds our ability to be able to see other people Um, so in the case of, you know, Jelani Day, as Jordan mentioned earlier, you know, or first of all, he's black and he was a male. So, you know, they wasn't trying to talk about him. Um, so he definitely did not get, he, his case didn't even get the type of care and concern that it deserved because of him being black and a male. And it was kind of swept under the rug. I remember the mama, you know, in tears on an interview, having to say how she had to practically beg. Beg those people to go and look at her son's case because they were willing to just write it off like, you know, oh, he just disappeared. He ran off or whatever. And that's not the case. But again, it just goes back to what we've been saying this whole time. He did not fit the narrative. So they didn't right. want to talk about him.
2: Right. Well, and in addition to her kind of begging the authorities to do their job, um, I'm a firm believer that had it not been for you know, the right person on social media getting a hold of the information and really pushing it, I still don't think they would have followed through. But, you know, we're in a time now to where if social media can get a hold of what you're going through, that's kind of, you know, another shred of hope right there that maybe justice will be served because we all know folks on social media know how to stay on your ass. So... You know, they had no choice but mm-hmm. to kind of follow through. And so it's sad because it's like, dang, had it not blew up on social media, they still probably wouldn't have found them.
1: Yeah, one thing I just wanted to mention um, was just kind of like the facts of each, right? So I was sitting over here just kind of looking up the the data. Well, not the data, but, you know, the facts because I want it to be accurate. Um, but what Jelani Day's family had reported him missing on like a uh, August 25th or something. Um, And then the authorities didn't identify his body until September 23rd, which is like almost a month later. Right. Whereas with Gabby, her family declared her a missing person on like what September 11th. And then they found her eight days later on the 19th and, and identified her body. Um, And I think both of you pointed out some beautiful points as to why that is one female right two color um well actually color one two female um then three you know attractiveness her being a, a blonde head blue-eyed like that typical um that typical I don't want to say <laughs> that typical white girl you know like that 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 being the typical beauty standard um and that is just kind of I guess what the media thinks America wants to see and maybe that's because that's what America they think can digest. Um, we want to know about missing white people. And I think for whatever reason, do y'all think that the that the white woman is a bit more protected in this world? I think that kind of goes back to obviously like slavery and and civil rights, that whole segregation moment. Um, but the white woman is very protected. And I guess that just transcends into even that the after part of it and feeling this need like it should be a community effort to find them because they're so protected in our society.
3: Oh yeah. I 110% agree that the white woman is protected in America, but specifically, I mean, I, it just look at the Karen movement, you know what I'm saying? Like it shows you what happens when white women, excuse me, when some white women do not get their way. Right. Because when you have a and you're in a society where people are always catering to you and believing every word that you say, the moment that you know these phones come out and we can see that you're blatantly lying about something or whatever, or oh, now nah, you're putting on the waterworks and you're falling out in the middle of the mall because you caught an attitude with a black lady like you know what i'm saying it, it's it's just insane, and so I think yeah when you they just They've been coddled by society for so long. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, even if you take it all the way back to back in the day when, you know, uh, slavery was present or even right after slavery ended, so to speak, um, you still had these narratives that, oh, Black men are violent. You know, Black men are raping our white women and all. It just went so far, you know, and it was all just a bunch of BS. But yeah, they've been pushing that narrative for centuries. And that's also why, you know, again, a case like Jelani Days gets swept under the rug because, oh, who cares about some black man? You know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? If
2: he ain't running across the court or running across the field. Exactly. Or giving us a bop. Or (laughs) Right? who who cares what happens to him. Exactly.
1: Y'all, I just will never be able to understand how you can, whether in your subconscious or, like, intentional conscious, have such a disregard Like, whether it's lackadaisical or whatever, but have such a disregard to to care about the wellness of other people if they don't look like you or if you can't relate to them in some way. I just do not understand that. I, I don't understand how you can look at someone who is missing and not care about the situation because they aren't white or because they aren't a female. You just... You, you, you don't take it to heart, right? It doesn't pull at your emotional and your heartstrings. And so I, I don't know, I think that's just such a unique mindset, right? For someone to literally have to look like you. It's so selfish. It's so self-centered, right? That you have to see yourself in the crisis in order to care about it, Um mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that just comes from me never having been availed to those privileges because I'm a black woman and people just assume that I'm very selfless. Right. And that um I need to care about others issues more than I care about my own. Maybe that's it. Um, But I saw a video of a Karen the other day. I don't know if y'all saw this. I think it was like yesterday and it was at some resort in like Jamaica or something. And she got upset that the music was too loud at the resort, y'all this woman got out the pool pool, went up to the dj and tried to snatch the cords like the cords to the equipment out now how dare you you are on vacation along with hundreds if not thousands of other people at a pool party function
2: away from the country at that you might go
1: dare you think that they need to cut their music off because you think it's too loud Ma'am, you don't have to be down here. You do not even have to be there. You can go home.
3: Again, I'm, that coddling and you and you in somebody else's country, right? Yes. So and you're on an island that is predominantly black, right? So you have the audacity to go to their to their place and act out as mm-hmm. if you, you know, at the country club what somewhere. you come here for. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but that just shows you the privilege knows no bounds for some of them. You know, it knows no bounds. I, it's like, I am white woman, hear me roar. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I told you to cut it down, so cut it down. But now if we do that, oh, we going to jail. Okay? Mm-hmm. We going to jail because we're angry. We was mm-hmm. trying to fight. You know, all the neck rolling, head shaking, finger snapping. You know, they're going to be quick to call us out. But it's it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay for Karen to get up there and do it. It's no big deal. You know, typical. And I also wanted to say earlier, I forgot to mention this, what's really sad is, I don't even know if y'all noticed, this. it just came to me is anytime, which is rare, anytime a black person goes missing and it makes the news, the parents or the relatives of that missing black person always have to add these quantifiers as to who they were. Oh, it's not like he. my son wasn't a thug. He was going to school to be a doctor. My son wasn't a gangster. He was going to school. He wasn't a drug. We have to sit here and, and explain in such great detail why we should even, why this person deserves to be found. Not because they're a person that went missing, right? Right. No, we have to tell y'all because we know that the average white American is going to be like, he's just some thug, just some drug dealer.
1: We literally have to prove why we matter. And they wonder why we say black lives don't. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) literally Mm -hmm. what you're saying is we have to tell you why this person matters and deserves your attention, your emotion, Mm -hmm. your concern
3: enough to be found.
0: new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.
3: Yeah, it's sad. It's sad because didn't nobody, I'm not, I ain't gonna say no names, but any of these missing white women, and I'm speaking, you know, hi- hypothetical, this ain't no real example, but if, if they could have been a dog on a whore on the corner, they would not have cared. If she fit the narrative, it wouldn't have made no difference. She was beautiful. She just had a hard time. You know, they would try to justify it, right? And I mean, if that's, you, if that's how you make your living more power to you, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that they don't have to prove themselves to society in order to be counted. You know what I'm saying? Whereas a Black person or any other minority in this country, we got to kind of, you know, come with... I don't even know how to explain it. Just we got to be the best. You know what I'm saying? We got to be top of the uh, top of the top for y'all to even look our way and say, "Oh yeah, that's a problem that this person is missing."
1: And let me tell you what the effects of that like sensationalism does. So when Natalie Holloway happened, I, what year? I don't remember what year was that, but obviously so- it was really-
2: I just looked it up. They said she disappeared May 30th, 2005. So I okay. would have been in the, I would have been ending my sixth grade year, which means you were ending your fifth grade. Fifth grade. grade. Yeah. Cause I, just yeah, remember I was being, some babies cause I was in ninth grade, but go
3: right in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. You was real grown out here. 14 and all. <laughs> Damn. Damn, you was I was in high school, but moving right along. I was <laughs> talking about like she had a job in an
1: apartment at that time. Please. <laughs> girl, you was riding that bus, but am you know, jugging. But, um, Yes, yeah, so when Natalie Holloway happened, y'all, let me tell you, let me tell you who you were not going to catch in Aruba. Okay. You would have thought I had the funds to go that summer and I had to cancel everything immediately. I was like, oh, I'm not going there. You will not catch me in Aruba. And then I had the chance to actually go by the time I got to either high school or college. I went with my family. Y'all, I was terrified. I was terrified. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm be next. I mean, granted I'm black. So they ain't going to find me. I already knew. I was, I was like, like, girl, it's like, no. they, like <laughs> look at her situation. Imagine what's going to happen to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> you're right i made it thank you i shouldn't even joke like this thank you for
2: that
1: <laughs> they ain't coming for you girl right 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 but um yes and i was just like it made me so afraid to go to a country that's so beautiful to a i say country but to Isn't anyway to
3: a place that's so beautiful
2: geography is not a strong suit on this it's showing because
3: i said country earlier and i don't know if jamaica is considered a country or just (laughs) an island i don't know a place (laughs) you know just a place that's (laughs) (laughs) a beautiful.
1: um yeah i was so afraid to go to a place that's so beautiful like literally i told my mom they need to get me one of those like adult baby leashes because i want somebody to have tabs on me at all times and i was just so um I was shocked by the time I got there. And I hated that I had that feeling of like kind of like an awakening and a realization that I had a misconception about a place due to my own lack of knowledge, but also to to the knowledge that had been force fed to me. Right. The the knowledge that had been fed to me. And I was completely, completely in the wrong. And Aruba is a really nice place. Um, Now, I ain't never been back because it hadn't been on my list of places to go back to. But nonetheless, it was actually a really beautiful place, and I enjoyed it while I was there. So I was like, wow, that's really crazy that my first exposure was because of such a negative and such a sad occurrence. And that was um, the overall opinion that I took away and carried with me about a place that may or may not have truly deserved that. So it's just crazy what mm-hmm. the American media can can really do, not only against um, a subculture within you know, but also too for cultures outside because I'm sure tourism mm-hmm. is a big aspect for Aruba. Oh And I'm yeah. sure if I look at the economy and the amount of money they made during that Natalie Holloway Missus situation, I'm pretty sure that country or that place took Let a. Let me
3: tell y'all. what, took a what you just said, it. I remember when that case was happening, and I remember shortly after seeing commercials of uh, from Aruba them trying to get people to come. And I remember sitting there, my mom was like, ain't nobody going no damn Aruba right now. Like, and i put all this shit going on. And it's funny because, you know, like you said, Jordan, we don't know what these people over there had going on. You know what I'm saying? And, and they were probably relying on tourism as a lot of these islands, you know, countries, or whatever they're called, do, right? So, you know, I think just with that being said, like I said, as black women, to be honest, I don't really be afraid because I know that they know that I'm not really worth anything in my country. So you you can try to like kidnap me if you want to, but you're not going to get no money for me. Okay. You're not going to get no coverage. And I, and let's not pretend like they don't know that. You know, these people know that in these other countries, they don't see us on the TV when we go missing. They see the blonde hair, white girl. So I don't really be too concerned about that. Not saying that you should be lax. You obviously be on guard in general. Anything can happen. But I think in a weird way, there are some some very small advantages to being black and that's one of them um where we don't really have to have that extreme heightened level of concern with certain things and i'm like they don't want me anyway you know nine times out of ten and then and this is slightly off topic well kind of completely but in the same vein where i saw a TikTok video and this black girl you know how there's this big thing about abortions and texas and all that kind of stuff right and like texas is trying to get rid of abortions completely or something like that whatever um, but this black girl was like, that's for y'all. <laughs> and She was talking about white people. And She was like, she was like, they don't care if me, if I, a black woman, if I want to go into the abortion clinic, they'll give it to me. She said, that's for y'all white girls. And I was like, damn, I never really thought about it. And then just last night I watched a movie on Amazon prime again, kind of going left, but it's it come back to full circle with what I'm saying, but it was called Madras, Madras, M-A-D-R-E-S. Madres, M-A-D-R-E-S. Um, but it's supposed to be like kind of scary. I didn't think it was scary, but the point is in that movie, it touched heavily on indigenous women um, and, and Mexicans specifically, and how since way back in the day, up until recent times, they have been being sterilized. And I, y'all, I was horrified. Like I was like, oh my God. And I remember hearing about it in 2020, where they said there was an ICE detention center that a doctor there was sterilizing these Mexican women without their consent and without their knowledge. And nothing has been done about it till this day. And nothing has been done about the cases that happened apparently back in like the late 60s or early 70s, where it was the same thing where these these Mexican women were being sterilized against their will, or they had no understanding of what they were signing, and they were signing consent for sterilization. And so again, all that just kind of goes into everything kind of circles back to what we said in the beginning, right? White women are the protected women in this country. They want the white women to have the babies because they want to keep the white population growing. They don't care if a black woman or a Hispanic woman or any other minority decides to, you know, get rid of a baby because why? We don't want any more y'all anyway. Right. So it all just kind of comes back to that same narrative of, you know,
2: if you're not white, then you ain't right. (laughs) that's just Mm -hmm. that's the sad reality that's very true that's very true I was just sitting here thinking as you were talking about that movie you watched you know and y'all know especially Dice but y'all know I love me a good throwback lifetime movie like nobody's business I could watch them things all day long but honestly like if you think about movies like that like some of the best ones are some of my favorites like they're based on you know murders or um missing scenarios of white women like it that's what it's about and, and they're all based on true stories you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and, and I know Lifetime tried their hand at a abduction story or two of a black girl but majority of like some of their best films some of their most popular films are based on things that have happened to white women
1: Megan, that's such a good observation because it it speaks to what I was saying earlier about the sensationalizing and the marketability of missing white women. And it goes far beyond the immediate, right, the immediate attention that they are given or the immediate attention that the media understands will come from reporting on a missing white Mm -hmm. woman. But even Mm -hmm. then, the, the effects of it are long lasting because now you can then monetize and literally profit off of their their situation And honestly these are sad situations To be profiting off of um, yeah. and, and, and the same thing they kind of do With cases about white women who kill Because um, I think I was looking up this this uh, serial killer who was a white woman um, and honestly it was because I was watching a true crime doc and it was all about the detectives who catch these serial killers and what happens behind the scenes and one of them just so happened to be about this woman who um, was America's first female serial killer and when I looked her up because I just wanted to know more about her, surely enough like 345 movies came up about her and I, I was going through the movie synopsis before I could get to the actual bio of who she treated truly was and what really happened. And I was like, never heard of these movies, never would have thought that there were this many options of film and TV depictions of this woman's story had never heard of her before. Um, so that's, that's really interesting. I'm glad you said that. Cause that's really good.
2: Yeah. It's just, you know, what's also interesting about it is, you know, how they say um, when it comes to mass shootings and stuff, like that the world right now is very, um, well, let me not put this off on the rest of the world. The United States is very, um desensitized because of how much it keeps happening. And, you know, it gets some coverage for about a week and then you all move on until the next one happens. It's interesting to me that that has not quite happened when it comes to um, what we're talking about with Missing White Women. Like you would think that with the regular theater movies, like the one, ones I talked about earlier, and then the Lifetime movies, and then the news coverage, you would think That we would be to a place now to where when they flash it up on CNN, Fox, CBS, whatever you watch, that a white woman has gone missing, you would think that we would be kind of like desensitized to it. But it's interesting how like that is one of few things that they cover so much to where, you know, people still react as if it's like their baby, you know, out there. And I think that's interesting how that hasn't quite Crossed over when it comes to that. I don't know what it is, but it's like I don't know. It, it it's it's an an interesting place that we're in. I'll say that much about it.
1: Yep, yep. Could get myself off mute over here, guys. Sorry for that extended break. Um, but yeah. So y'all, well, I think we kind of kind of covered this topic. Is there anything else that anybody wants to add?
2: you know I do was better tell-
1: America sorry <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know I was gonna tell you when you were talking about Natalie Holloway um I was sitting here thinking to myself I was about to say I even remember at some point in time my mother I don't know how old I was but I remember her being like maybe not Aruba <laughs> like I remember her being like yeah maybe not there for your first one like I think I was yeah. talking about the eye of the country trip and I said something about Aruba and she was like yeah, maybe no, maybe not quite that, cause you know. And I, I want to say she said something about Natalie Holloway. So it's like mm-hmm. it's crazy that one, that one case, that one girl. You know, like you said, kind of shocked people into being like, "Well, maybe I won't go there just shit. Now I would go today, but it's funny because back then I probably, you know, would have been mm-hmm. like,
3: "And y'all eh. too." it's almost 20 years later and we still remember that case. Like it was yesterday. That's all they talked about. (laughs) I'm saying like, that's the impact that it had that almost 20 years later, we are still saying we are all overgrown ass women at this point. We was kids basically when it happened and we are still talking about what happened same thing with John Benet Ramsey these things I remember when I was a little girl me and John Benet, I think was like on age I think we was like the same age and I remember being in the store with my mama and I was like mama why is that little girl everywhere and my mom was like oh she's missing or something like that and I was like I even at that age I thought it was odd like I was like this girl's on all the mm-hmm. magazines she's on all the tv screens like I was so confused at that age as to why they kept talking about her but yeah I think we were like either really close in age or like run right behind the other yeah but yeah it's, it's
2: crazy i remember the first time i asked my mom i was like who is that because I, I saw that they were doing a tv special on her like reopening her case for the millionth time and i was like who is that who, who's that girl and she explained it to me and i was like okay but what makes her so special like, it is it was the equivalent of like whenever jordan sends me things on ig and i'll be like who is this and she'll tell me who the influencer is i'll be like okay but what makes them famous though like now tell me just why happened i should one know
1: time, time out it, of all the like millions of things don't do that don't, that you don't be No, I'm saying that, saying, I'm saying
2: that to say i'm saying that to say y'all know how i am like sometimes i have a hard time grasping the concept of who people are yeah who people are like yeah. why i should know them what have they done yeah, to relevancy. make me yes, yes their, their relevancy so i remember even when she told me that i was like okay but who is she though like yeah. what makes yeah. her so different from Agree. all these other kids who are missing but you know um america do better like jordan said it's, right it's
1: been time to do better and don't get upset when black people with voices in the spaces to call you out do because um, I know Joy Reid got a lot of flack for saying what she said. And that's not fair to her. The the truly unfair thing Mm-mm. was what happened to Jelani Day's family. And y'all haven't had his body for how long? From September 4th? Mm-hmm. And not having identified this man or allowed him to be identified until the end of the month? Yeah, That, no. that is what was wrong. Missing so. white
2: woman syndrome is real. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it was perfect timing that mm-hmm. one of the episodes on um You, season three of You, mm-hmm. one of the episode titles is literally called... Missing white woman syndrome. And I thought that they covered it perfectly. Like just the the uproar at a at you know, someone from their little perfect community going missing. It was spot on to how America acts. So
1: Don't get me started with my boy Joe now. Don't get me started with my little boyfriend. <laughs> Love Uh, you some Joe. I don't care. That man is in the right every single time. Oh my goodness. That's what I call it. Whoa. (laughs) Not in
2: the right every single time. Might be problematic,
3: but okay. Every single time. You know, folks like what they like.
2: Um, nah, we took a left with that.
3: I just, just want <laughs> <just wanna> <laughs> to say um if you are interested in hearing about uh specifically black and missing cases, there is the black and missing foundation. They do have an Instagram page and a website, and the Instagram is black and missing F D N. I I guess foundation would have been too long, so I don't really blame them for shortening that. But yeah, their Instagram is black and missing FDN or foundation. But nevertheless, it's just a good way to keep up with, you know what's happening in the black community um, as far as who's missing. And and if you know anything or have any information, you can provide it to them. But yes, I just wanted to end it there for my piece.
1: Thank you so much, Dice. That was a great way to end this topic. And before we let you all go, I have the exciting pleasure of sharing our new fun December giveaway. So the rules for the giveaway are guys share our podcast with a friend through text or DM. Yes. We're giving you the option to do it via text, but you got to screenshot it and you can, Hide any sensitive info if that will make you feel a little bit better. Like, we're not trying to be texting you or we're not trying to be texting your friends. So, please, if you don't have nobody's number saved, please block that out. But send us the screenshot. Um, You can send it to at NYABGpod on IG. DM it to us, please, guys, to be entered into the gift card raffle. It's going to be exciting. Trust to believe you're going to want this gift card. We're not going to give it away right now as to what it is. But just know you're going to want it. The more you share, the more entries you'll get. So, you can text to as many people as you want. has to be the different recipients. I mean, (laughs) recipients. now don't go blocking out those recipients and then just submitting the same screenshot each time because i promise we're not going to play with you like that but send it to multiple people um, and then send us those screenshots and the winner will be chosen on december 24th. In addition, please, please, please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe! Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts for immediate alerts every time a new episodes air. You know we come out every other Sunday with that heat and that fire for y'all. We also invite you to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and our name is at the at sign n y a b g pod. Um, also visit our website because it's a banger too. It's really cute, guys. I look at it at least like once a week just because I like the way it looks. You can find us at www. that all right guys thank you for joining us today and we'll see you on the next one
2: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar